Welcome to the Unapologetic Man Podcast. The only podcast that's all about self-improvement, confidence, success, women, and being a man without making any apologies for it. On the 24th of February, I recorded a podcast that said my genius method to be 1000% more interesting with girls. This podcast is following up to that. And what I talked about in that podcast is how we answer the questions that girls ask us in a three-step process. The first step is to say something funny, such as I'm an ass model, I'm a dolphin trafficker, I'm a funeral hugger, I work at funerals and people pay me to hug them. And then the second thing you say is basically the truth. And then the third thing you say is a story about how you became what you became. But of course, in the conversation, we also need to ask her questions. So this episode is gonna be all about that, how to ask women questions they absolutely love. It's called Chick Crack. And let's go ahead and dive into that right now. So the three-step process also applies here. And if you haven't listened to that episode, I strongly suggest you do so either before this episode or after because it pertains to both and they are mutually dependent on each other. So we basically do the three-step process back to her. Okay, so when you ask her a question, the first thing you're gonna say is gonna be funny. The second thing is gonna be what she really does or what the real answer is. And then the third thing is gonna be a question to provoke her to tell a story or to tell you about what she does, what she does for fun, where she's from, et cetera, et cetera. Okay, so. When it comes to obvious questions, which questions do we usually ask? This is a review from that podcast, but it's important that you guys get reminded of what the questions are that we ask and how to answer them. Okay, we always ask, what do you do? Where are you from? Do you have any brothers or sisters? What's your favorite sport? What's your favorite hobby? How old are you? Where'd you go to school? Things like that. Also obvious questions. So like if you're really tall, and I mentioned this in that episode, if you're really tall, then you would be wise to come up with a joke about you being really tall. If you're bald, you would be wise to come up with a joke about why you're bald. Okay, if you're really tall, I came up with it off the top of my head, I would tell the girl that, yeah, I'm really tall. No, I'm not a basketball player. I'm actually actively trying to become a horse jockey. Ha ha ha. If you're bald, for example, I always tell my bald clients this, tell them that you're a before picture for a Rogaine commercial and that's your job, okay? so. It's important that you guys get ready for the obvious questions that girls are gonna ask you, but it's also equally important that you prepare the types of questions you're gonna ask women that all people ask each other. In that episode, I spoke about how BS conversations absolutely drive me crazy. How it's like, how are you? Fine, how are you? Fine. There's the whole goddamn conversation. So what we do is we need to spice it up a little bit, make it more interesting so that she has fun. Okay, a lot of this stuff is really silly, but guys, you have to put yourself in the context of speaking to a woman in a nightclub, at a bar, at a house party, at an event where you meet her, a a social networking event, or even in day game. Okay, girls want to have fun. And here's an important thing that I want all you guys to really listen to. Women are always seeking state outside themselves. And what that means is they are externally validated. They are externally state driven, which means outside themselves creates a state inside themselves. As men, masculinity is internally validated and we create our own state. This is why when guys want girls to approach them, I say, no, 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 no. You are way too externally validated, which means you're in your feminine energy. So being it that women, the feminine energy, wants to be validated, wants to be put into state, they are always looking to laugh. They're always looking to feel good. This is why they like flowers, puppy dogs, and ice cream is because those external things feel good. Here's another interesting fact. 
60% of women want to be approached. 60% of women want to be approached and the other 39% are open to being approached if you do in the right way. And then there's like 1% of them that are just in a bad mood, don't want anybody to talk to them. But for the vast majority of women, they actively want to be approached. They want to be given state. So while these may seem silly, while they may seem contrived and stupid, and certainly you should pick the ones that vibe with you the most, but while they may seem that way, these fucking work boys, I have done these over and over and over again. Now, there is another reason why these work for me is because I think they're funny. They entertain me. So certainly don't use something you think is stupid. Use something you think is funny. And if nothing I say cracks you up, then make up your own, dude. Make up your own. It has to make you laugh. And if you have a strong enough frame, she's going to buy into it and she's going to laugh herself. Like I say all the time on this podcast, smack yourself in the ass so hard when the concussion hits, your balls fly up and hit the brim of your hat. That fucking cracks me up, man. And that's why a lot of guys think it's funny too. But if I didn't believe in it and if I had bad delivery, it wouldn't hit the way it hits. So it's all about your self-belief and your jokes. When they ask me what I do, I often tell them I'm an ass model, backflip expert, mayonnaise farmer, or I work at the almond farm and I milk almonds for almond milk. When I say those things, they're funny to me, therefore they're funny to her. So take these things with a grain of salt, pick what works best for you, but bro, have this shit ready. Because girls are going to ask you this, so why wouldn't you have it ready? This is an easy layup to make girls attracted to you, and you have to make them laugh. You want them feeling good. You want them in their emotions. That old song said, girls just want to have fun. I cannot tell you how true that is. They want to crack up. So when you have this shit ready, and literally, boys, it just takes a few of them to differentiate yourself from the rest of the sea donkeys that are boring as fuck and who say all the same stuff over and over again. Like most girls I talk to, they're like, God damn, that was the funnest conversation I've ever had. Are you like a comedian or something? Or like, do you do this professionally? And I kind of do, but I say, nah, man, you know, I just like interesting conversations. I hate BS conversations. So really think about this and think about your answers and how you're gonna ask girls what they do, where they're from, et cetera, et cetera. Okay, let's get into what I say. So whenever I ask a girl what she does for a living, depending on the conversation, okay? So sometimes I won't do this because I can tell she ain't gonna like it, but most of the time I will. So we also have to remember, quick side note, sorry to keep going on these tangents, but we also have to remember that every conversation is different and you got to kind of flow and vibe with that girl and what really clicks with you and her particularly. So I got into a conversation just today with this girl who was like hella spiritual and we just talked about spiritual stuff. Now I mixed this stuff in, but I wasn't hitting it as hard as I usually do because we were relating on the spiritual stuff, but I was still controlling the frame. I was still breaking rapport. I was still messing with her, teasing her, but the subject matter dictated where I took it. And this boys is why experience in the field cannot be underrated. You have to have experience. Like I want you opening 250 girls over the next three months, which is homework that I give to my clients and like a thousand girls over the next six months, if you can, right? The more girls you open, the better you're gonna get at this. And you realize that every conversation is just a little bit different, but you can work this shit in. All right, let's finally get into it. So when I ask her what she does, this is what I do. I say, so what do you do? Wait, 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 let me guess, let me guess. You are an ice cream man, aren't you? You drive an ice cream truck all around town, slanging that ice cream, getting those kids fat. I've, I've seen you before in your little ice cream truck playing that Jamaican music and she always cracks up. Then if she likes it, I'll say this. I'll say, listen, I love mint chocolate chips. So here's what I want you to do. Meet me in front of this bar at 12 p.m. tomorrow. Okay, I live in front of the bar in a box. I'm, I'm homeless, obviously, just look at me. Meet me in front of the bar at 12 p.m. I want two 
That's right, two gallons of mint chocolate chip. And when you do that, Kelly, I'm gonna get your name tattooed right on my neck. Okay, so she laughs, and now we just had a fun little exchange that cracked her up. Other things I'll say in this context, like as what do you do, which I love to ask girls because I usually get this in. I'll be like, so what do you do? Well, let me guess, let me guess. You are an eyebrow model. That's right, I've seen those eyebrows before. I know you're a professional eyebrow model. Don't be humble, Kelly. Look at those eyebrows, they just won't quit. Now I understand you had one eyebrow for a while there, but shaving the unibrow, very good decision. Then she slaps me on the arm and then I continue on the conversation as I'm gonna explain in a second. I'll accuse them of dancing outside a Taco Bell in a burrito outfit. I'll be like, so what do you do? Well, let me guess, let me guess. You dress up in a burrito outfit and dance outside Taco Bell to try to get people to come in. Don't be humble, I've seen your moves. I've seen you outside of that Taco Bell on 44th Street. Awesome work, man. Your street work, super good there, Kelly. Can't believe how good you are. And then she cracks up, smacks you on the arm. So like, you see how this is kind of teasing, it's fun. You're accusing her of wearing like a burrito outfit. If girls are fun and they have good personalities, they'll throw it back at you. Like often when I tell girls I'm an ass model, if they have a good personality, they'll be like, oh yeah, I'm an ass model too. I'm your biggest competition. And then we have what's called a hypo story, hypothetical story, where it's like a play fight between us. Play fighting with girls is so freaking powerful, boys. I try to work it literally into every set if I can. For example, though, that spiritual chick, we didn't quite get there, but I really hit it on the spiritual level. And she's also a life coach. And I was like, oh yeah, I was a life coach too. And like I said, things like, yeah, you know, I tell my clients, I can't be your mentor unless I'm your tormentor. And she's like, oh my God, that's so good. And I was like, I know you're gonna steal it. I know you're gonna patent it, take all the money from it. And then I'm gonna be destitute because you ripped off my idea, Kelly. That's kind of how I did it, right? A play fight. Okay, so first you say something funny, okay? To reiterate, she dances in a burrito outfit outside of Taco Bell. She's an eyebrow model. She's an ice cream man or she's a professional harp player in the hippie circle. I often say that too. Okay, that's the funny thing. Then you say, no, nah, I'm just kidding. What do you really do? Okay, now you get a little serious and you show her that you can be mature. And this is particularly important for like an older gentleman because oftentimes older women, although attraction always works the same, boys, and this shit does work on older women. Real quick side note. I have a client who just graduated, he's 68. He just got himself a 19 year old girl and he asked me, he's like, bro, what do I do here? I'm like, you do what you do, man. I have no comment on it. I guess if she's over 18, you're good to go, but do what you do. So make no mistake, boys, don't get it twisted. I don't care what your age is, you can pull any girl because attraction is the same. And even if you are 70 years old and you wanna pull a grandma, it's the fucking same. Women want to laugh and attraction doesn't change with age, but it's important that you show her that you can be real, quote unquote. So first I bust her chops a little bit. You're a professional Russian cage fighter. I've seen you in the MMA, blah, 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 whatever I think of, okay? And I said, no, nah, just kidding. What do, you, what do you really do? Then I let her tell me, right? So she's gonna tell me, and because she's so used to boring conversations, she's probably not gonna have a lot of interesting things to say it. So you as the man have to lead the conversation and show her how to be interesting when she tells you what she does. So for example, I say, so what do you do? Okay, and she's like, I'm a veterinarian. And I might say something like, what was the coolest thing that ever happened while you were working? or what inspired you to want to become a veterinarian, okay? So we go into emotions, boys, it's super important. When I say what inspired you to want to be a veterinarian, even if she says, oh, I don't know, and I'll be like, well, certainly when you're a kid, something happened or in college, like what was it? What really got you there? And she'll usually come up with the story. And a lot of girls have great stories, just like you guys have great stories, but they don't think about them. 
So I had a girl the other day and she was a nurse and I was like, what made you want to become a nurse? And she's like, I don't know. And I'm like, think about it. Like, think back to your childhood. What was it? She's like, well, I used to always watch that show Forensic Files. And then I got her going down that road and she was telling me about how cool it was. And she's a phlebotomist, which is like pulling out the blood, how anybody could do that. Be a phlebotomist. I have no fucking idea. If you're listening and you're a nurse or a phlebotomist, I salute you, bro, because I can never fucking do that, man. Like search for people's veins and poke them. Not my jam, but that was her jam. And I got her to talk about it in an interesting way. She was telling me some stories. Now that begs the question, what if their job sucks? They work at Hot Topic or Home Depot, all of these things I've heard, right? I once spoke to this girl who was a secretary in a porta potty company, bro. Like, she's like, I'm a secretary at like John's porta potty company. And I was like, oh my hell, I can't ask her, like, what inspired you to want to become a porta potty secretary? But instead, I was like, oh, okay, so like, what's the worst part of that job? What sucks about that job? Because I could kind of tell from her reaction, like the way she told me, she's like, oh, like I'm a secretary at John's Porta Potty business, right? LLC. And I was like, oh my God, what's, what's the worst part of that? And I asked her questions about that. And one thing I do a lot too, and this is so powerful, is I talk about like how they take revenge on their clients. For example, when a girl is checking me out at the supermarket, I'll often walk up and I'll say, what's up, Sarah? I'll read her name tag and I'll be like, have to choke out anybody today? Because you know that person as they're scanning groceries, they're thinking, I want to choke this person out. And believe me, I understand what that feels like. So I point that out and make that commonality. She laughs and she talks about, oh my God, the other day this guy did this and this, and then I get her talking. Okay, so to reiterate, three-part question. First you say, so what do you do? And then you kind of interrupt. You say, whoa, let me guess, let me guess. You are a golf ball diver. And she's like, what? And I'm like, yeah, you go dive for golf balls. I've seen your work. You're extremely good at what you do. I admire it. Don't be humble. You're the best golf ball diver this city has ever known. Ha ha ha. Okay. Then you say, no, nah, just kidding. Like, what do you really do? And she says that she's the head of marketing at a multi-conglomerate corporation. What would you do? What would you do there? What would you ask her after that to get her talking? Okay, a couple questions would be, what made you want to do that? What interests you about marketing? What's the coolest thing you've seen in human psychology that convinces people to click? These kinds of things. So this also requires you to think off the cuff. And boys, thinking off the cuff is so important in this game. I can prepare you with a ton of things to talk about, and I definitely do that with my clients. We actually have a system where they can rep out certain things to talk about, and then we add in another thing to talk about. So they rep it out with like 20 girls, get it memorized, and then rep out the next thing with the next 20 girls, and that's how they get really good. And then they can just stack things on top of one another to build a conversation. But the ability to just go off the cuff, which I do many times in this podcast, I'm doing it right now. I haven't made any notes. I haven't really prepared anything. I knew what I was going to talk about, but I oftentimes don't even let myself think about what I'm going to say because it seems like when I do that, my podcast is worse. When I come in completely cold and I just wing it, it seems like they turn out the best they can possibly be. And that's because I've been in so many sets where girls will tell me that, yeah, she really is a golf ball diver. Can I think of a quick, funny question or circumstance where I can make her laugh and make her more interested. This is such an important skill set. I mean, the ability to communicate effectively is, in my opinion, the most important life skill, but also to attract women. Okay, so like I said, three-part answer. Now, when I ask her where she's from, I'm gonna say somewhere completely stupid that there's no way she could possibly be from there, right? Like if she's hella Asian, I'll be like, you're from South Africa. Or if she's black, I'll be like, you're from Japan, aren't you, right? Just kind of make it more interesting and be like, no, really, where are you from? 
Then she's like, oh, I'm from South Africa. And then I need to say something interesting and or ask an interesting question about South Africa, right? Literally off the top of my head, boys, I'd probably ask her about the sharks and if she's heard of any like shark attacks when people go surfing, because I understand there's a lot of great white sharks out there. Has there ever been a shark attack or is that just all built up in the news? Because we as Americans basically think South Africa, you're getting eaten by a shark. Just like you think, America, when you're born, you're automatically given a horse and a cowboy hat and a gun. And that's true. That really is true. That's how I would say that. Okay, when it comes to asking a girl how old she is, don't ask that, boys. Don't ask that. Let her ask you at first, and then you can ask her it back. But especially slightly older women, that is one question you do not ask, and you should not make a joke about it. You should just avoid it completely because women don't like to talk about their age. All right, if you ask them if they have any siblings... What I often like to do is a cold read. Now, this is a little bit dangerous, but it does work sometimes. I feel I can kind of tell sometimes if they have a sibling, or I'll say this. I'll be like, so do you have any siblings? And she'll say, yeah. And I'll say, don't tell me. You are the youngest one, or you are the oldest one. And then she'll say no, or she'll say yes. And I'll say, the reason I said that is because you kind of have like this, and, and don't take this the wrong way, Kelly, but you kind of have this motherly vibe about you, like you want to take care of people. That's why I think you're the older sister. Is that true? She's going to agree with that because it's like a compliment. And every woman wants you to think, and take note of this, this is true. Every woman wants you to think that she can take care of people. And oftentimes when women are attracted to you, they'll try to prove to you that they can take care of people in front of you. It's a really interesting female psychological phenomenon that I use as a cold read. I'll say you kind of have this protective vibe. Like you seem like you care about people and you take care of people. That's why I think you're the older sister. And even if she says, no, I'm the youngest, it still made her feel good. And then maybe I'll ask her, tell me, tell me the most interesting thing about your sister. And then she'll tell me a story, hopefully about her sister. And you see how this is building conversational content for her to seek her teeth into. People love to talk about themselves with them is what it's called. What's in it for me? Everybody's favorite topic is themselves. So if you get her talking about herself, that is Chick Crack 101 right there. Other questions I like to ask, and this is kind of a sidebar, not pertaining to the three-part answer is, what would you do with $90 million? If you could have lunch with anybody throughout history, either alive or dead, who would it be and why? If you could travel anywhere through time, where would you go and what time period? If you had a billboard on the side of the road, what would it say on it? If you could drop everything and travel anywhere right now, where would you go? What would you do if you had zero chance of failure? And I wanna end this podcast with that question for you, my brother. What would you do with your life if you had zero chance of failure? Identify that and you know what your purpose is. And I really like to say that to girls. So if she's a nurse and I ask her, so what would you do if you had zero chance of failure? And she's like, well, honestly, I think I'd be a doctor. And I'd be like, then I think you need to become a doctor. And I'll kind of coach her a little bit. It's called mentoring in my coaching to kind of coach up a girl. Now I'm a life coach, so I do this naturally. Like the second I talk to anybody, I'm identifying shit within them just by their language, which is why I like NLP, Neuro Linguistic programming is I can tell a lot about a person by their language, which leads me to another point. If a girl ever says, yeah, I'll try to be there, she ain't coming. If a girl ever says, yeah, I can be there, she ain't coming. Language dictates actions many times, so I look very closely into people's language, but those questions are awesome to ask chicks and they fucking love them. They'll go on and on and on. Other obvious questions are like, what was the best day of your life? 
what do you love doing more than anything else? And when they tell me what they love doing, I always go into the power of now, which is the reason you love doing that thing is because it prevents you from thinking. Thinking creates suffering, thinking about the future or thinking about the past. So when you're dancing, for example, your mind completely shuts off, you're in the present moment, the music's penetrating you, you're just there fully, and it's almost like you become the dance itself. When I tell that to chicks, bro, they fucking melt because it's, it's really true. What's your favorite thing to do? I can almost guarantee you, your mind goes completely silent and that's why you love it. So these are chick crack questions, boys. Put those in your arsenal and use them. Like I said in that previous podcast, you can prepare these things because I know you boys love to prepare stuff. And in my coaching program, I do teach how to prepare things and how to rep them out. But these are the places where you really can prepare, okay? People are gonna ask you obvious questions. How do you answer them both to yourself as well as to them? And you always wanna keep it funny, okay? Now, if you feel like you're going into clown mode, you can tone it down a little bit. I keep it real with a lot of chicks. And honestly, sometimes I don't even use any of this stuff. But because my frame is so strong, because my body language is so good, because my tonality is dialed into where it needs to be, brother, I can literally talk about the weather and chicks will get attracted to me. It happens, you know? You're just talking to the waitress and you're like, oh my hell, another one, she's attracted to me. And I can read attraction from a mile away. So don't get it twisted, man. The most important thing is what's going on inside your head, which again is why I use neuro-linguistic programming on my clients to give them the belief system that they're a goddamn 10. So that when they're talking to a 10, they feel on her level and they don't have to like freak out about conversational topics. But when you add this, what I talked about today and what I've been talking about through 330 plus episodes to frame control, to believing in yourself, to a high self-esteem, to good body language, a good tonality, and to a self-respect where you don't give a fuck if it goes good or bad, you are unstoppable, brother. And this is why my clients get more ass than the toilet seat, as I always say is they become that dude, that 1% dude that pretty much all girls want. And that's why my 68-year-old client is pulling a 19-year-old who, he sent me a picture of her, she's pretty cute too, man. Definitely a solid eight. And I was like, brother, I'm so proud of you, man. Anything's possible when you get your shit fixed and when you have interesting conversations like these. If you wanna meet with me on a one-on-one -on -one free breakthrough session, go to my website, coachmarksing.com, click on coaching, fill in the hasty slap in the goddamn and you and I will get on that one-on-one -on -one call together. You can also click the link in the description below. Read the 63 million reviews that I have that yes, are from real clients, 95% of whom get the results that they want with women when they come into my program. The 5%, the one out of 20 dudes who don't get the exact results they want, they simply don't do the work. So if you're willing to do the work, if you're willing to move into pain willingly, if you're a fucking warrior, then I want to meet with you, man. Sign up and you and I will get on that call together. All right, gentlemen, I got another awesome one dropping on Thursday, so please come back for that one. If you haven't heard that episode that dropped on the 24th called My Genius Method to be a 1,000% more interesting to girls, please check that out right now because I give a lot of really good things to talk about just like I did in this episode. Thanks again, boys, and I'll see you in the next episode.